0: Our goal this year for Season 3, as many of you know, is to dominate the sandbox, with the sandbox being the Twin Cities. one thing we're doing to help us reach that goal is we're teaming up with Skyline Specs. We wanted to share a great story about Skyline Specs, shared by the founder himself, Scott Ballard. But at the same time, we also wanted to practice our popcorn reading. So with that being said, Popcorn Andrew.
1: I did a custom wholesale order for Up Coffee in Minneapolis. Popcorn Declan.
0: The owner was a former Tommy and one of the first entrepreneurship majors to graduate from UST with that degree.
1: Popcorn Andrew. He loved that local aspect and the fact that he could get both the Minneapolis skyline and his very own logo on the sides of the specs. Popcorn Declan.
0: My deadline was
1: for their Christmas
0: party and I finished the shades the day of and delivered them while the party was going on at, the restaurant, at a restaurant nearby, Popcorn
1: Andrew. They were nice enough to buy me a drink and even share some food while we connected. Talking about University of St. Thomas. Popcorn Declan.
0: I think this really shows how awesome it is to connect with people in your community, and I'm really grateful I have a product that allows me to do that, Popcorn Andrew.
1: If any other businesses want to connect and see if we can make something awesome together, check out our website at SkylineSpecs.com or hit us up on Instagram at Skyline underscore Specs. That's S-K-Y-L-I-N-E underscore S-P-E-C-S. Welcome to the Marketing Intern
0: Spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey.
1: Today on the Back Pocket Podcast, let's welcome Coach Josh Rosenthal. How are we doing today, Coach?
2: I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on.
1: It's been a long time coming.
2: Yeah, this is one of those things I really never thought would actually happen. You know, <laughs> just like a constant <laughs> teaser. Like, hey, Coach, we'd love to have you on. Awesome. When are you looking to do this? Pause, pause, three weeks, two months. Mm-hmm. But now it's here.
1: It's, yeah, we finally made it happen. I'm, that's on our end. We just kept kept on... Uh, overextending ourselves i'd say and we didn't put our priorities together i think that's what it came down to it's already are important but mm-hmm.
2: it's all right it's on both ends i was also busy a handful of times too so
1: good stuff so let's break down coach rosie and kind of how we um met and maybe a little bit of background of your professional career real quick
2: sure so um let's see here so my professional career it's kind of wild um i got done playing college i was at concordia st paul i was a major in education Uh, When I finished that, I thought, okay, I need to make some money. So I jumped into sales and did well with that, enjoyed it, but I still had that real empty feeling. So I was like, okay, I might as well go back to what my roots are with my degree. I'll go into education. So I started teaching, and I just still knew that, like, there was something that wasn't a fit. I enjoyed it. I was with the kids. It was awesome, but I always knew that coaching is what I really wanted to do. So I jumped back into coaching. Uh, I started at Concordia St. Paul. And then got an opportunity to come over to St. Thomas. And that was when you guys were freshmen. So I was there for four years. Obviously, we had a lot of great, great times. You know, a lot of big wins. Got to play in a national championship. uh, Playoffs, you know, a handful of times, which was awesome. um, Which was great. And that's where I got to meet you guys and really grow with you guys and see you guys' maturation process uh, go up a lot. For you guys, it was different. Like, you guys always kind of knew who you were. Mm -hmm. So it was like a different process of, seeing you guys mature and grow up, but it was still different areas that were really cool to see that. And there's a number of guys, obviously, that we got to see that with. And then um, got an opportunity to go back to Concordia St. Paul last year, director of football operations, coached the wide receivers, couldn't turn it down. Mm-hmm. It was back to my alma mater, a uh, little more responsibility as well. So that was that was something that I was really excited about. It was hard. It was really hard because I was at a place that you know, I was putting so much into seeing you guys grow, seeing all these other young men come through, succeed, get jobs, become grown men. Some of you guys got married already. Yep, some become so,
0: podcasters.
2: Some become podcasters, <laughs> which is pretty sweet. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how it fell in and now I'm at St. Paul.
0: Great. I think that's a great way to really kick it off, and it just shows, like, the immediate relationship. I think one thing that you mentioned that was really cool is, like, we knew who we were when we came in. Like, For sure. Andrew and I talk about this all the time where – when we showed up at St. Thomas, it's like you're showing up now with the other kids that were the best players on their team. No doubt. And this is just a pool of talent at St. Thomas that was just, you know, really good. So right. the opportunities are far and few between. And just being able to show up every single day for four years and grind and put your 100% toward, like of your effort and mindset towards something was it was, it awesome. was incredible. Yeah. and it was, and like you were doing the same thing. You were hustling, dude. And I yeah. think that's why, like, because we were on that's scout why we team, we bond, bonded
1: right away. No, no, we were no. on yeah. scout team, and
2: you're on scout team. Well, I think the hardest thing you guys talk about is when you're coming out of high school. Everyone's really good. Whether you're all conference, all state, some guys are all American, whatever it may be. And you're diving into an unknown. You think you know it through the recruiting process, for meeting the coaches. You maybe get to meet a professor. Um, you know, and you meet some of the guys on the team. But the real reality is that when you come in, you don't know. You don't know the defense. You don't know the offense. Terminology is totally different. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of times where guys may feel like, okay, I got to be something else. I see how guy X is playing. He's loud. He's aggressive. He's in your face. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not me, but maybe that's what I need to be because he's successful. And in the end, that's what college is all about is finding yourself. But you guys already kind of knew that you guys didn't try to be anything. You weren't. And uh, that was something that really stuck with you guys to make you successful too. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because you didn't have to try to be something else. Yeah, You could just stay true to your roots. And like you said, get up and grind. Everyone has to grind, right? But it's how can you make yourself better? And that was one thing, that, you know, why we had a lot of success was just doing your 111th the whole time. Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be, and we talk about it all the time, just do your part. Whatever your role is, whatever your part is, that's what's really important and when everyone's on the same page there's a lot of good things that happen.
1: Yeah, thanks for saying that. It means a lot. And I think um St. Thomas definitely shifted my mindset of I need to work even harder because of just like my lack of natural abilities and I found so much fun like just working my ass off and trying to find a little bit of gratification from, you know, making a play on a ball that I didn't think I was capable of and right. that was a personal win of mine like and no one else needed to Compliment me. I didn't need to get a starting position for making a play on that ball, but, like, I was able to do that. Didn't think it was possible. Worked for four years to make that play. I did it. Hell, yeah. Like, that's that's how I looked at these small wins because that's what you had to do in those positions. For sure. Mm-hmm. And
2: and nobody enjoys doing that stuff, right? You know, it's what it's, we used to talk about all the time. Like, things that are easy only last for so long. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that can, you know, put their hard head on or whatever cliche term you want to use and just continually do it every single day because there are a lot of times I remember even for yourself where you'd be like why why am I not getting this rep right now yeah and it was situations where it was it was difficult to have to explain it at times but it was also something that at least I was honest with you on why it was going on you know or yourself mm-hmm. you know as well and it never was something you don't feel good about doing it no. you know you, you go home and you feel pretty shitty yep you know what I mean like you do because you care about these guys I mean I spend more time with the current players or even you guys back in the day than I would with my own family. So it's really like a second family mm-hmm. because I know all the intimate details, to a point, obviously, about who you guys are on and off the field. Yep. And when you have that connection, that's when really good things happen. But, I, you know, you talk about hard work. I still won't forget in the playoffs when you had your touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like that's something <laughs> that – like it's stuff like that, that's awesome, mm-hmm. right? Like I was probably more excited that season about that than having, you know, anyone catch – like. Luke Iverson, Tanner Vick catch a touchdown that year, Yep, you know, because it happened, you know, that we were just expected it. Mm-hmm. Tucker trail getting the end zone, Josh parks, end zone, Jordan Roberts. Like it just happened, you yep. know, it's common.
1: And Jack Doomer making the play on the ball, the block, it, yeah. and me scooping scoring like the two guys that are like the dogs in the group and just working their grinders. That was a symbol, symbolic moment for both of us. And for that, sure. Yeah. It was dope. Um, I'm curious, were you a Minnesota guy? Did you born and raised
2: yeah, here? Yeah, I was born and raised here in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, I was, I graduated from Bloomington Jefferson. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, my parents split up when I was younger, but they both stayed in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I've always been in Minnesota, which is kind of crazy. Even college. I've never left. I've traveled yep. a little bit, you know, widely average travel, mm-hmm. uh, schedule. But Love it. would you go to
0: like California once? Or... No,
2: I've, I've been around like the continental U.S. i okay. S I've been to Hawaii once. Oh, nice. Um, I've been to both coast, both coasts. But uh, the farthest I would say out of the country would be obviously we went to Canada, Winnipeg, oh gorgeous town.
1: Well, um, <laughs> yep.
2: But then also I've been to Mexico before, so mm-hmm. it's literally like North America. Yep, yeah, that's about where it stretches. I've always wanted to go to Europe, you know, or any anywhere else, but it just hasn't, hasn't happened. Out. I'm a little afraid of flying, like I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, long trips kind of scare the heck out of me because sure. I can't have Any control on what's going on, <laughs> so that's a whole nother deal. Yeah, but planes um, basically fly themselves these days,
1: no yeah. doubt. Um, Amy uh, is your wife, yeah, correct? that's my wife. Yep, shout she, out to Amy, uh, great, Minnesota great
2: woman. Uh, no, she's originally from northwest Iowa, okay. So she grew up in uh, the Okoboji area. Um, so yeah, she's like the real athlete of the family. Mm-hmm. So she played volleyball in college, uh, and I at the University of Texas and in Wisconsin. Oh, um, Dang. she was she's the real deal, yeah. She never talks about though, like that's that's the interesting thing. Like, even when I met her. Um, I remember trying to ask questions cause I was super intrigued by it, mm-hmm. but she doesn't. I mean, she never talks about it. she She did a really good job. Mm-hmm. She was a a good player, really good. Oh, that's awesome. So, mm-hmm. so now you got a of, kid too. Yeah, we got a little girl, Perry. She's just a little over two years old. She definitely has all of her mom's traits. she's she's really tall for her age. Uh, she looks like mom, thank goodness. Because mm-hmm. if she looked like me, that's
1: going to be a... That's, that's an a issue. Rub... But she is dripping in swag. Like, she, Well,
2: uh, yeah, yeah, she's got some good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to I gotta contribute something. Yep. It's not going to be looks. <laughs> it's not going to be body type. It's not going to be height. <laughs> so if I can contribute something that is semi-interesting, mm-hmm. then, then good. Well, then we but, got something. Oh, but, yeah. like, she's got blonde curly hair, which I, I don't know where that comes from because no one on Amy's side has curly hair. Okay. So... I'm still figuring out who the father is, but I, I still hope that it's it is me.
0: You know, joking, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but it's been two years. You know, we're we're slowly backing like trying to figure this all out. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, she's it's awesome. There's not a
2: there's not a better feeling in the world than when you come home and now she can like interact and she talks and all that. So, yeah. hearing her like run up and say your name and like come and give you a hug, it's it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to explain until it actually like happens which you guys obviously can wait a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. There is zero rush for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Zero. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> Especially in this house where I'm trying to just yeah. <laughs> All right,
0: so I <laughs> I want to talk about one thing cuz you brought up how, you know, you were interacting with us, you know, like on the scout team and you had to be just 100% real yeah. and truthful with us and um you're asking us to do stuff that's like, man, that that sucks. It's shitty and I just remember a story like my either junior or senior year, but it was like we towards the end of the season, and like you basically kicked me off scout team uh-huh. for some reason or another. And I was just like, What the shit? Like, we got other people year. that was my senior year. Yeah. It was no, just I like, remember this exactly, yeah. It was so, late practice, yeah. and it was like a late practice, yeah. And I just wasn't getting reps on scout team anymore. It's like, dude, this sucks. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I i battle out here, me and Greg E. Yeah. battle out here on scout team, and now. I'm getting replaced by someone who's just like, I don't know. I just felt like shit about it. But sure. I just remember you come up to me after and you're like, dude, this is just like you just laid it out for me. Simple. Like, this is what it is. Um, I'm sorry, but that's what it is. Or, and it wasn't it was like it wasn't like sad, but it was just more like, hey, this is it. And I just really appreciated it. It was the that. reality. It yeah. was reality. And it just like clicked with me in my head. Like, yeah, this is what it's for. This is and, what it's about. And those are the things that I talk about. Like,
2: I could lie to you and sugarcoat it yeah. and be like, oh, I'll get you a next rep. I'll get you a next series and then if it doesn't happen then i'm i'm the schmuck you know what i mean right. and that's the hardest part about it is just being real and just explaining the whole deal that we want to see certain guys in certain positions and unfortunately it wasn't you yeah. and as hard as it is to take that at times it's even harder to deliver it especially for someone you care about and and if i didn't have like a relationship or care about you it would have been just like whatever man I'm, this is how it is, bro. This is how it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you this, but that's what we're going with. Yeah. But when it's someone you are invested with, especially when I've been with you your whole career, yeah. and now that I'm pretty sure that was in the playoffs too because it was night practices and it was dark. It was late. I mean, like we always talk about time is finite, right? Yeah. Th- that hourglass has been tipped over and football is almost going to be done, whether it's that Saturday or the next or the next. It's a hard reality to have to to go through. And, uh, I mean, it, it sounds funny that you bring it up because that's one of those memories of coaching that will stay with me because it's those things. It's not get behind the line. It's not how did you not run that route correctly. It's those little situations that you remember because those are the ones where you actually make growth. Those are the ones where you can take that and use it as motivation in your life later on. Whether you're pissed at me now or back then, you realize that it was just a small time of your life. Yeah. But it's no different than when people doubt you or when people say you shouldn't be doing this. Okay, well I'm just gonna prove you wrong. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's similar to like not a lot of guys do podcasts, right? Yeah. But you guys have been doing this and you guys get more notoriety, more people, and that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? it's it's following what you truly love. Because mm-hmm. if you can figure out what you really like in life and what you are really good at and what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. you can chase after that regardless of what people say there's a million stories written on guys that or gals that have not been believed in and then all of a sudden it's just how do they know how to do that I wish I would have jumped on board with whatever that idea was Mm -hmm. but if you're passionate about it you gotta chase it otherwise you live a a mundane life that you go punch a time card and a paycheck is great but you have to get rewarded in other ways too Mm -hmm. Mm You know, like we kind of joke about you can't play video games all day even though it's fun there's some cool games out there but you can't, you know, call your mortgage and say, Hey, sorry, I, I'm doing what I love.
0: I just don't have the money. Mm-hmm. Really. Well well to to clarify, Ninja does play video games. There are there are, the, there the are small people. group. Yeah. There's a small group of mm-hmm. people who play video games. Now more, than, games ever, I, more I, than ever. Now more than ever. I get
2: that. And I get that. That but that percentage is so small. You know what oh, I yeah, mean? I'm just fucking around. I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> but you chase what you really love, that that's what life's about. Yeah. Because if you can go to work happy every day and nothing's perfect. But if you can go to work happy with a with a bright with a bright like mindset on what you want to do Then you're going to be really successful mm-hmm. That That's honestly the key And once you figure that out Life is so much better It comes over in your marriage It comes over to being a husband, a father All that stuff is big So,
1: And that's like those golden nuggets That I took away from St. Thomas football More than any Is like you're in control of your destiny, you follow your passion, and you can apply that to anything that you want, and you can have fulfillment and enjoyment and just things that are gratifying in your life through how you handle your persona. Um, and that's something I didn't necessarily have going into St. Thomas, and I thank Coach Caruso and all the coaching staff for having that type of um, consistent me- like mantra and mentality. The culture. The, the culture was incredible, because there was a lot of things that you could have gotten pulled in directions of negativity and like just power structure of how it was organized. Like that's just the reality. And that's how every organization's run. But from me, like how I looked at it, I took a step back and I was like, this, this is something bigger than me. I can learn a lot and grow as a person in here and just take away something Right? because I'm not, I don't have to be this. I don't, they're not molding me to be this person. They're just helping me influence to grow as a man. And, um, a lot of people, in my position, in our position had those same situations where they grew and not, and some others didn't take advantage of it. And that's just the reality. But, uh, you following you for four years and like being a part of it and seeing us for four years, I think is one of the coolest things to reflect on two years later, a year and a half later, because, we literally grew in that program together and that led you to your next professional venture. And that sure. led us to graduating college and our first professional venture. No doubt. And I think that's really cool that we can sit back after four years of literally going through the ringer together mm-hmm. and then just having like, yeah, how well, we doing? No, yeah. no, no, no question.
2: <laughs> you know, and when you say the ringer, it's like every part of college is tough, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing's easy. And especially with what we were all chasing in the football world was the same goal. And that, that goal is not easy. You know that goes difficult, so you have to have some pressure. You have to grind out because you can't just show up late and you can't just roll in and say, "All right, here we go. Let's let's run this defense." And all right, if you guys want to stretch, you can't. No, you gotta you gotta be really diligent about what you're yep. doing. Yep, intentional. And yeah, intentional is a, is a great way to describe it. So it's it's something that just makes you better mm-hmm. as you move yeah. forward.
1: All right, hey, let's dive into back pocket. So.
0: I know you're waiting for this one. You've been waiting for this one for over a year now no, since, you, yeah. since you've since you been following us back when uh, you were the first person to tell us, like, hey, dude, your present
1: Sullivan interview was sick. Good yeah. job. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, you were one of the original people. Because, like, Andrew ne- and I never got analytics. It was just like. We
1: didn't know how many people. We just knew the people that approached us and said, hey, this was cool. Yeah. yeah if we sure. got a
0: text saying, hey, dude, listen to your podcast, that's dope, or hey, my mom listens to it or something, we're like, oh. Cool. Like that's pretty much all right. One person. We got one person today. But yep. you were that one person. I appreciate it. Back that. in season one, episode mm-hmm. six. But uh with that being said, what is your average quality?
2: Oh, my average quality has to be just my athleticism. Like my vertical is uh is about as special as I. Uh, you know the Sunday sports section? Yeah. That's about what it is. Like on a good day. That's probably my average quality, is is definitely my vertical right there. What or do you just, think your vertical just, is right now? Compared to what it was, oh, that's what (laughs) what it was, was not not anything great. Uh, what was it? I want to say like 29, maybe. Yeah, that's that's like maybe that's that's probably stretching it. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, that's about as high as I can count, so that's where where I stop with it. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Now, gosh, if I can't hit 24, I mean. If I can't get a two foot vertical, that's pretty bad.
1: Have you been working those explosion reps, like box jumps?
2: No, I've just been working on um, explosion from the fork to my mouth. That's yep, about. Yep. That's about the main thing I've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to say my body is a temple. It's just an oddly shaped temple. Ooh, it's a regular home.
0: It's yeah. it's a regular home.
1: Is that yeah. what you consider your your uh, your body to be? Just an old regular home?
0: Yeah, yeah, I I say like my body is basically like I look like I'm somewhat in shape with my shirt on. And that's sure. pretty much what it is. And but my body's just regular home, dude. My, there's you do the dishes, you do the chores inside yep. your house. You watch NFL Sunday Ticket on Sundays, no doubt. And mm-hmm. that and it's and everyone comes over and hangs out.
2: But you guys can like tuck your shirt in and it looks solid. Yeah. I tuck it in. It's like taking a bag of mayonnaise and putting like five pounds inside of it and just squeezing oh. it and twisting oh. it. Oh. No, it's rough. Dude. <laughs> it's rough. You look great, man. <laughs> I mean, round is a shape. Okay. So I'm in shape in mm-hmm. some in some aspects of it. Yeah, but you're it's curvy, tough. dude. That's an interesting way to describe another man. <laughs> you could do that, though. You could do that. Yeah, i take that I, back. That, that'll be the first time that I've ever actually received that as I'm curvy. Yeah. I've never heard that from another man, but I appreciate that. Yeah. I take and that I, to heart. I looked you
0: in the eye and said, yeah, dude, you're, you're, did. Cur- you're curvy. You did. You we had that so? connection. If you did that. <laughs> I, I, I did that. It's impressive. impressive. yeah. yeah. It is. yeah. It I is. love that average quality, though. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome.
1: Cultivate your livelihood.
0: Manifest your destiny.
1: Do you, man.
0: Chase... Greatness.
1: Make it count.
0: Fatigue makes cowards of us all.
1: Pursue a goal you've always wanted to.
0: Just do it.
1: Not a sponsor. Unlock an uprising. Go start your riot. Commit to the process. Love the process. Visionary Manufacturing. Invest in your dreams. Book a custom order through us at backpocket at com. I love to say, like... My vertical was my uh, biggest attribute mm. in at Saint Thomas. I led the team in vertical one year. I had a thirty—not to brag—thirty brag, six. Pretty solid. Yeah, beat Josh Parks, and I was like,
2: "That's now that now yeah, we're I was really like, getting up there. I that's was like, solid.
1: Hey, look at me. I could jump. Yeah. But it was just like the standing jump only, like the like when you had to make a play on the ball or just like on the field jumping was just a totally different ball game. I just didn't necessarily have that going but for. But that's me. always
2: a crazy thing, right? Yeah. Like we could we could list. A number of guys who are weight room strong Mm -hmm. you know squat bench whatever it may be and it's totally different when you get on the field yes because there's I mean let's let's throw out the the biggest guy who goes against the grain on everything is Tim McClanahan oh yeah yes. Tim McClanahan looks like a 45 year old father who's just working that job every day coming home grinding it out right Mm -hmm. but when Timmy got on the field oh he was gonna smack you now and he could go lateral side to side he could do everything he could chase you down he was oh, brilliant, right? Brilliant. Really, really intelligent. Yep. But the definition of like a dad bod, the, never, the, oh, the barrel. Yeah. yeah tough, tough <laughs> body right there. But the kid went against everything that you would think. Right. Yeah. And that was one. That's one that always stuck out to me because I still remember when I came and I was like, who is this guy? And this guy's getting first team reps. What What's going on with this? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and everyone's like, no, you gotta just, just let it happen. Let it happen. And I remember he popped. Oh, gosh, who was it? It wasn't Joe Janney because Joe wasn't there yet. Um, It might have been Jack Kaiser because Jack was still young at that time. And I was like, whoa, okay, Mm -hmm. I see it now. And then, you know, obviously in 2015
0: he destroyed a lot of people, so. He crushed it. Yeah, he yeah. he wasn't very kind on the football field.
1: No, he was not. So
0: um inside linebacker for the University of St. Thomas, Thomas number Tim nine. McClanahan, yeah. number nine, just for the people who maybe don't know this person.
1: Yeah. I would consider him the captain of the defense for sure. Our, yes. our sophomore year. And that was the
0: year we went to the national title, yep. which was incredible. Mm-hmm. Was but true. I think I think Tim McClanahan is a great example of triple down on what you're good at. Oh no. Tim question. wasn't trying to be the Steve Harrell, the Steve O, in the weight room. No. He wasn't trying to aspire to be that body. He was studying the playbook and film and knowing everything about that opposing team right. to put himself in the right position to make the best play.
2: Oh, no, no question. Not the guys, you know, like you guys or Steve or Jesse or Ace or everyone's those got guys their everyone's got their own it, thing. But he had to have a little more, right? Right. right. He had to have a little more. Now he that had a lot of good ability. Yep. He had a lot of great ability, but he had to have that extra piece to him. Simply because he didn't have some of those other attributes, yeah. And and now you talk about swag with with Tim, that's that's rough now. Mm. That's
0: no swag. The no. coach Rosie swag meter. What's he at on the scale of one to ten?
1: Uh, about a minus three. Minus three. damn. Who would you, who would you put on the the pedestal of swag at St. Thomas? Who like didn't overdo it? Had the fine line of like, oh, this guy just looks like a player. That looks like a dude like on the field, and was a dude uh, that like when they like their um. Swag attire, like with the sleeve, armband, wristband. They didn't oh, do it.
2: Oh, just like the prototypical. Yeah. Um, guys that definitely did were, gosh, Jesse Ado always look like a dude. Yep. Tom LaVenture always looked like a dude. Yeah. He's um, huge. Tom Leventer biggest biceps in St. Thomas. Biggest history. arms in the world. Yeah. Tom always looked like a dude. I mean uh Sutton. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, always looked that part. That I mean, huge. Will Hilbert when his teeth were in look like a dude. Yep. You right. know, what I mean? but teeth out. I don't know mm. Not scary. a much, scary dude yeah more a like a hockey guy that got kicked off the
1: ice Yep. you know
2: <laughs> never allowed to
1: play again where did you kind of find your passion of like because you always had like top of line sneakers <laughs> uh you're dressed you have your, your would you say Jordan is the brand that you um yeah. appreciate the most or is there another one that I'm missing
2: no I, as I get older there's a lot of different things like I always liked Jordan brand when I was younger Basically because I could never touch the rim or the net, even if the hoop was lowered at like eight, nine feet. <laughs> yep. So that was kind of a big deal, but I just always enjoyed the shoes. I don't know what it was, caught my attention, and I started collecting when I was in uh, eighth grade, and I got a couple pairs, and that just grew and grew and grew and grew, and now it's, uh, it's slowed down a lot since we had our little girl. Sure. Yeah. Um, Buy but, for her now. Yeah, because yeah, now she's now swagged up. Yeah, now it's for her. Mm-hmm. But like, I've got way too many. I've got like over two hundred pairs.
0: It's it's bad. Are you gonna start like selling them? You know, I, I probably need
2: to just simply because I don't have an opportunity to wear them. <laughs> yeah, and I'm too scared to wear some of them. Like, there's some that I still have never worn. Like, there's probably fifty pairs I've never worn. Never worn. Never worn. There's just in the box. In a box. In a box. 50? Fifty. Fifty yeah, pairs. Easily, without a question. You're without, kidding. No, without a question. I'm too scared. I'm too scared to wear them because of the value that they have or, like, what they mean, like, when I got them. So, um, like, there's a pair of, they're the the 16 model. They're the black and red, the bread 16s. Mm-hmm. And that was my senior year of high school. And I bought those. I bought two pair, one to wear and one to hold on to. And I still have the original ones that I've never worn. And I need to because it's a shoe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple pairs that I have that I was searching and searching and searching for and I finally got them. And I'm too scared because of what they're worth. It's so lame. It's so lame. <laughs> no, it's because, awesome. That's really cool. There's a small pocket of, of guys who are sneakerheads, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you walk into work to, on Monday and you ask someone what a Tokyo Five is, yeah. they're gonna be like, "I'm sorry, what?" And it's no, no response.
1: Th- I go to Fast and Furious. That's what it, it, Right? Yeah.
2: Someone's gonna think like, "Okay, you're talking about something else." Mm-hmm. But to a sneakerhead, that's like a big time shoe. Mm-hmm. But that's my point. Like mm-hmm. nobody knows what it is unless you're in that niche yep so that's the lame part about it but it's it's like a weird but it it puts you
1: it puts you in that small group and like i think that's elite in that sense of like your knowledge (laughs) Ah. no it's it's small in the sense of it's just sneakers but it's elite in the sense of you know way more about that than the average person and even the above average person oh
2: i mean isn't that cool it, it, sure, it, it can be cool in that sense of mm-hmm. it, but I'm not going to teach my daughter anything about that. Like, okay. that's not going to help her get through high school. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to get her an uh, right, athletic or academic scholarship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to be that old man who is holding on to a dream. You know, that, that's about what it is. Well, mm-hmm. what
0: you're going to have is when you're like 40 and your daughter brings over her friends and they go and play in the basement, the basement will literally have a shrine and it will have shoes just on. Like, in glass boxes, in, in glass boxes oh. just all around, in, the, in this one little corner, you know, like you're not gonna dominate the whole Next basement, to the pool table, but you're gonna yeah, have yeah, your yeah. one mm-hmm. wall where it's all Jordan shoes, and all these teenage girls will be like, "What the hell? Oh who, yeah, who, who's man's? Or, or my wife
1: is just gonna or, make me get rid of them, so. Mm. Well. We'll see. A fine line. Yeah. You can have your own. We'll, we'll offer up if you want to have your own shrine behind this. These you want to throw right a here. shoe in somewhere we'll in our studio. S- yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. We can do that. I can donate a pair for you okay. guys. Okay. That would be. Uh, I got plenty of them. Yeah. So we'd welcome that, so that with fine. open arms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was Are that, Are you a sir? sneakerhead? I, I, I like Yeezys.
2: Okay. Yeezys. Yeezy. See, that's like the popular thing, though. Like yeah. The crazy thing with Yeezys is that if that didn't, if he didn't put his name on them when he went to Adidas, nobody would buy those.
0: Mm. Like Moms Ma- would buy them.
2: Right, but, like, Skechers came out with a shoe that looked just like that. Like, the 350s that are really popular right now, like the Lowe's that everyone wears with the different colors and the stripe on them. Mm -hmm. Like, Skechers came out with a pair like that, like, eight years ago, and they were sitting. Like, nobody was going to wear them. No one's like, bro, where'd you get those Skechers? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Hey, what, you got 10 in those? Like, nobody's asking that. But when (laughs) Kanye goes over to Adidas and designs this shoe for them, now it's like the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah. like the seven fifties, which are the high ones. Mm-hmm. Those are hideous. Those are hideous. Yeah. and those things go for over a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and more. And and people would kill to get those. But you can't tell me that if though if his name isn't on them, you wouldn't. There's no way you'd purchase them. No way. And yeah. there's certain Jordans that nobody would purchase either. Like I'm not. Let's call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. But those shoes at least look cool. Like those are iconic for different generations mm-hmm. like you see a pair of uh jordan 11s the ones with the patent leather that goes around they're white and black the concords are like the most oh, yeah. epic like you think of hoops mm-hmm. automatically yeah. you see a pair of yeezys you think of just some kid who's a hype beast true
1: yeah and, and it, like instagram you think of like just kind of trying to be flashy oh and, and hey yeah. i got a pair
2: yeah so i'm part of the culture like i'm part of the problem but are they comfortable yeah they're pretty comfortable okay yeah.
1: Can you shift side to side and i decent. I'm just kind of yeah. If you like want to break the... your ankle, you can. Okay, yeah, that's what you, I thought. You can roll oh, your ankle geez. real solid. Yeah, they them. didn't like they got ankle support. They're
2: great for going to the mall and trying to show out. Okay, okay. That's about it.
1: You have to wear those indoors, you'd say. Yeah, I mean, you, like you, you can't wear them out in this weather right now. You
2: could if if you didn't care. If you want to light like a couple hundred bucks on fire, you could. Dang. But, that's basically
1: what it would be doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, and dope. I've done that plenty
2: of times mm-hmm. in my life. So.
0: What about this though? So I'm not in the shoe game. I don't yeah. know if you could realize that, but. I went in October of last year, um, I work in construction and I have to get steel toe boots mm-hmm. and all my workers are like, Hey, there's this big warehouse sale in red in wing, Minnesota. Go buy your pair, go buy a couple pairs of red wing shoes. You, you'll never be happier. And so I literally went down and bought like red wing steel toes for work. But then I also bought like other nice leather mm-hmm. boots and like summer sh- red wing shoes, got them all like super discounted, whatever. But what are your takes on Red Wing? Do you like Red Wing shoes? Do you know what those? Yeah, are? Yeah,
2: no, I know exactly what they are, and they're they're great for what you want to do with them. Yeah, they're not, gotta, but
0: they're, they're not even close. They're not in the same like category of like shoe heads, though. But people but it, value let like Red Wing shoes oh, kind of like that.
2: But it's like dress shoes are totally different too. You get to Edmund, yeah. oh, you get to Louis, you get to all these Kenneth Cole, mm-hmm. like all these different brands. Yeah, you know all the like that are that are great. It's all depending on, it's all depending on what, um, what you're trying to do with them. But yeah, the Red Wings are Red Wings are solid. I don't have a pair. I got a pair of Tim's. That's about as close as I get to it. So yeah, yeah. I have
1: Tim's as well. Hey, what's going on? It's the temperature's too, oh, too yeah. hot? Oh, yeah, because it's recording for too long. That's, that'll happen. So just stop it. We have the video up there. That's when that'll play. You're good. Yeah. Um,
0: <clears throat> I'm fed up with networking events. And by no means is that a controversial thing to say at all. But, you know, I'm, I'm going on a limb here, and I'm trying to say that all I want to do is enjoy some beer and have some
1: conversations. Is that too much to ask? Well, Deck, you could have said that a little bit better. But what he's trying to say is some of the best conversations, and more importantly, collaborations, that's what Lincoln Drink is all about, have those conversations with local hustlers, entrepreneurs, creatives, and people right here in the Twin Cities Sandbox.
0: Yes, and this will be the fourth of its kind. It's still in its nascency. Nascency. But boy, is it growing. We're stoked to have you. Remember this time and place. We'll give you some time, grab some pen and paper, write this down in your notes right now. Remember this.
1: May eighth at Finnegan's Bruco. That's May eighth at Finnegan's Bruco. I've never had that happen before. No, that's happened when we recorded at Homie. They had to switch out batteries and stuff. Oh yeah. Holy and, cow. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. First time we have this camera. We bought it in the off season, so we're learning on the hiccups. Hey. Yeah.
2: Can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. So exactly. I <laughs> figure it out as you go.
1: We we strive we strive and we say uh, strikes and gutters, ebbs and flows, ups and downs. Handle them all the same. Handle them all the same. No doubt. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. it you know, what's funny though. Is uh, you got some? Yeah. All right. Go. I for was it. gonna say that's the back pocket mantra. Yep. And that <laughs> transitions me perfectly to asking the question of what's in your back pocket. Sure. So this is why we frame. This is why the our podcast is called back pocket. It's something that you hold in your back pocket when stretcher when. Stress, or when pressure becomes stress and anxiety is rising, um, you need to use this and and overcome this Coach Rosie habit or emotion, (laughs) and this is how you fight through adversity.
2: So it's funny when you guys uh, were telling me about that, and obviously listening to the podcast, I actually it's in my pocket like ninety nine percent of the time, um, unless I'm working out or a practice or something that's not. uh, But it's it's actually uh, the first ultrasound that.
0: Hold on. Yes. Oh, it's literally in his back pocket. I love, this I love when this happens. <laughs> yeah,
2: so it's uh, it's just an ultrasound picture of when uh, we found out that Amy was pregnant. So Whoa. it was a it was a big deal. Um, it was something that when you guys get to that point, you'll realize how cool it is. And I don't know. I just always keep it ever since ever since we found out mm-hmm. uh, a little over two years ago. I I just always kept it back there because it's just something that's like good luck and. Um, it just means a lot, obviously. So you, you realize that there's something greater than you, like once your child's born. Yep. And, and yeah, so I always keep it with me because in the end of the day, there's there's something – the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing it's not just for me and my professional gain. It's for my wife and it's for my daughter. So like that that's the big piece. I keep it with me every day, basically, unless we're doing something wild. Yep. You know, like practice or going swimming. Because you don't there. want to lose it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But if it's in a – if I'm just day-to-day stuff, work, this kind of stuff, like going out running errands, it's always there. Mm-hmm.
1: So. You're grabbing your keys, you're grabbing your wallet, you're grabbing your phone, the ultrasound picture, yeah, and your backpack.
2: Yeah, like I yeah. have that. Like today, I forgot my ring. Like that's, like I usually have everything set up, but mm-hmm. like it's just kind of funny. Like I don't know. It's just you grab that and you yep. go, and wow. I'm worried about being late. So,
0: it, my dad told me this really cool thing that is going right off what you're saying, and he goes, "When you have a kid, or when you start having kids, it's a, it's the one of the biggest transitions in your life from it." Your life being all about you Mm -hmm. to your life being all about your kids no doubt and that's one thing that my dad said to me that will stick with me forever Mm -hmm. because everything and now i look through i look at my dad and what he's doing and it's all for the his five kids that he has there's there's
2: no question it's crazy like at first it's hard because like there's times you get home from work like amy and i be done and we just want to lounge out and watch the office Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and or you know, I don't want to cook tonight, you don't want to let's go out to eat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It changes when you have a child because now it's not your needs, it's theirs, so what is best for them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and that's that's the other piece as you look back like you mentioned with your dad, and for both of you guys, you think about all the practices they drive you to, you think about all the camps they bring you to, you think about all the times you guys went to a sporting event or a concert or a dinner one on one. Or the time that they put in at work. Yep. And mom too, obviously, right? Yes. But we're just talking about, like you guys mentioned, dad. So moms too, obviously. Shout out aunts, to moms. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Or aunts and uncles, whoever raises you. The time that they put in and what they personally give up, that you don't understand until you're older. hmm. Yeah. You get pissed at them, you get mad at them, but you don't realize that true love is sacrificing yourself for someone else that's the definition of of real love like when you give up your things to improve someone else that's that's pretty awesome and and like with parents like when when you have your own that's why it's the coolest thing in the world because mm-hmm. now all you want to do is give all your knowledge all your love and care and protection to this small small child and, and the, the s- fact that
1: you have that symbolic like just ultrasound in your back pocket and you're sh- you sharing that on our show today is why we do the show. Because sure, that yeah. small like tidbit of inspiration is so awesome. Like That's just something you don't casually hear about someone in a conversation day-to-day. And when you can put these headphones on and sit behind these mics and have a conversation with someone that's impacted your life and just had a, a sweet connection with for four years and continuing on, mm-hmm. um, this has been dope. And I, I, we could talk for hours. No doubt. Um, but how, it, how long has it been right now, Sam? I, I think it's been roughly... What's it say? On there? 30, 36 minutes. Yep. Yeah. So we always... Yeah, we're, keep it in between 30 and 40 minutes yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. but dude uh, i think
0: what you're saying is just like so it impacts us so much because you're it's it's just someone's story like andrew and i were asking like hey why do we why do we do this why why do we do the back pocket because mm-hmm. you always like russo and the culture that he built it's he shows us that simon cynic why video right. in camp Every single year. The golden circle. Yeah, why do you do it? The golden circle. Yeah. And so now we we are starting to try to be more organized in season three. Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing is we're starting with why. Why do you do the back pocket? And what we said is we do it for you because you have an amazing story. And you have this you know cool connection to us, this strong tie, this bond that we've had for now five years. Mm-hmm. And we can unpack that and just have a through a conversation. And then people can hear it and be inspired by... Anything that you said for the last 35 minutes.
2: Well, I mean, I appreciate that. It's, I think
0: it's cool. It's
2: nice you guys to say, it, but it, it's not. I mean, my story is just one of a, tr- my story is really not that special. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, it really, it really truly isn't. Sure. You know what I mean? You're wildly and, average, dude. That's uh, what well, it comes yeah, out absolutely. Absolutely. Everything about me is wildly average. Yeah. My height, except for my weight. My, my weight is over the yeah. extension <laughs> of it. Like when I step on the scale, it now literally says just too much. You know, like there's no number that comes up. And it's like, hey, fatty, get off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's something I can live with. But, like, on a serious note, it's everyone that's in your life. Like, that's what happens. Your experiences and everything else. Like, my story is not unique. Yep. There's nothing special about what I do. It's just the only thing, I guess, that's special about what I do is I'm just doing what I love. Yep. Mm. And I I had a chance. Like, my wife is super supportive of that. And I never would have been able to, like, go into it unless she supported me. Mm -hmm. And I support her the same with her owning her own business. Yep. So... That's the biggest piece is the people around you. That's what makes you special. It's not you individually. Wait, real quick. What does your wife do? She owns a clothing store. So her and her sister have a clothing store that's for, it's specialized towards taller women. What's it called? Uh, Molly Tolly.
1: Molly Tolly. Yeah. Can you find that on Instagram? Oh yeah, they're on Instagram. At Molly
2: Tolly. Yeah, I want to say they have like close to 40,000 followers on Instagram. Okay. And uh, sounds like a potential uh, guest on the back pocket. Oh, Uh, she would definitely do it. Okay. So...
0: You guys would have fun with that. Okay. Love so, it. Her, her her Real quick. It. Yep. Um, Andrew and I are starting to do this for season three. All right. Challenges. Okay. So who do you challenge the back pocket to get on the show? Who would you just like to see? That, who would you like to see on that it?
1: You didn't think we could have on, or you think we could have on, or you'd like to see either or or. or.
2: You know. You know who you guys should get is uh, Coach John Tower, Yes. basketball yeah. coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the coaches. You could go. Coach K would be sweet. Yes. Yeah. If yeah, you guys got Coach K on. Oh, you guys would have a blast. Coach Walsh would be a blast. I mean, I could say any of the football coaches. I was just trying to think of, like, outside of football. Yeah, Coach Tower. Coach Tower would be awesome. Okay. He Um, teaches at St. Thomas, Absolutely. Well, I should say Dr. Tower. Dr. Tower. He's earned that. Absolutely. He's earned that. He's earned that. But he'd be sweet, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you guys want to get just wild and crazy, Coach K. Yes. We've had had multiple people ask us. Tell us to get Coach K. I can only imagine. Just just get a couple of uh, kickstarts for him, and he's he's probably in. Yeah, we'll
1: plug him with Mountain Dew. Yeah. We'll plug No him. question. Oh, yeah. All right. No doubt uh, of doubt. Uh, coach, we're going to finish with one last question. All right. The last question, simple question. What did you learn today from the moment you woke up to when we're having this conversation? I know it's only 930 in the morning, but uh, is there something that you've learned already? Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
2: I'd have to just say, like, what I learned today is it's awesome to see guys, like we kind of talked about, chasing what you love and... And even just, like, with yourself, I know you're not on camera right now. Sam, intern yeah, Sam. intern Sam. But, like, you just kind of came on a whim. Like, I found out you're really interested, want to dive in, and you selflessly give up your own time to do this. I mean, again, you're doing the same thing these guys are, and whatever path you end up going down, you're going to be successful in it because you're willing to take that risk. You know what I mean? You're not just jumping in some random van in San Francisco and going across country and just saying, let's see what happens you know, you're, you're diving into something that interests you and that's really cool. So, and you're with, you're with guys that are going to take care of you as well. So, um, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hell that, yeah, that's dude. what I definitely learned this morning. Awesome.
1: Respect. You came into kind of a catastrophe this morning, a little, uh, uh, after party, um, a lot of hungover dudes yeah. in, our ba-
0: in our, just downstairs. Yeah. And no, it was, it it smelled was the
1: coffee. It was quiet.
2: I just didn't want to move. Cause if I woke someone up on that slumber, that would have been a little rough. It would have been interesting. Yeah. yeah. They,
0: they wake up to this mysterious man. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's <laughs> Fat awesome. Batman in glasses and a beard. It would have been interesting.
1: Mm. All right, Coach. That's a wrap. I appreciate it, guys. That. I meant to from the start It's so much warmer than the secrets you've been holding in And don't you look at me sideways with those eyes Always acting like you ain't got the time I can't imagine trying to carry what you hold inside But woo, you got a reason to sing And woo, you're finally listening start, cause you can't hold on to what's inside.